you know, while you talk, I'm just going to be asking questions that I feel, you know, in my heart uh, to ask, like, you know, from the spirit. And, you know, just, just, we, I just want to hear you out, man. Everybody wants to hear you out, what you have to say. I'm really curious. <laughs> well, man, um, you know, also, man, please give input, you know, please give input as well. Definitely. But, yeah, but, um, I mean, racism is one subject. I don't know if you, if you want to get into that or if you just wanted to get into things uh, prophetically because I know, I know that, uh, basically, man, let me just start with this, dude, that, um, this is a season where, you know, everything is coming to the light. Everything is coming to the light. And it's, it's, I think we've heard it in other seasons. We've heard, you know, men of God, women of God, prophets say, you know, this is a year, things are going to come to the light. And I just think that, you know, as, as the darkness gets darker, the light gets more light. And exactly. part of that, part of exactly. that, thing that we don't understand is that that involves things coming to the light. Um, and so like the Bible says, it says every, every word spoken in secret, mm -hmm. every word, I think in other translations says every word whispered in mm -hmm. secret shall come to the light. So mm -hmm. things that, that we have, it, 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 there's a point where, um, you know, like when there's fire, mm -hmm. that it, everything that was hidden, like if a house is on fire. Every, yeah. everybody's going to run out of the house. Exactly. And so, like, I think there's a level of fire where people can no longer hide. Wow. You know, the, 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 the offense, the offenses, the accusations have really been testing where we have been. You know, the offenses, the, you know, and of course we can get into the actual topics, but just all the circumstances going on have really tested, have really been testing you know, it's like it's like when you have an actual you have a pop quiz or a test, you know, it's it's gonna be made visible whether you are studying or not. Yeah. And so like just like, you know, when it, when God when God is about to do something, it's gonna be visible whether you were studying the face of the Father in private or not. Yeah. It's gonna be visible whether you were intimate with God or not. And there's gonna be no way to hide it. That's why Jesus said, If you had known if you had known the Father, you would have known me also. Yeah. In other words, you would have been ready for your time of visitation if wow. you would have been intimate with me. Wow. So I just think that this is like, I think God is going to do amazing things with the church, with his body. But it's 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 like a lot of people are, are falling away, to be honest with you. A lot of people yeah. are, are are getting bitter, are getting um, yeah. offended, are getting... Know what I'm sorry? Yeah, I said that's right. That's right. Yeah, on both ends. Mm -hmm. Like you said, on both ends, there's, there's, you know, people that, that rightly so are angry because of the horrible murders, you know, mm -hmm. that they're seeing that it's just disgusting and, 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 and horrific. Yeah. And then there's another end of people that maybe don't want to deal with, that, that don't want to deal with white guilt or whatever it is. And, and, and they're saying like, no, this doesn't exist. Exactly. Right. Uh, uh, right? Like a lot of people now are, are coming out and saying, you know, more white people are killed by cops and, and all these things. And, yeah. you know, so you have you have people getting bitter on both ends. Yeah. And then the surprising thing is that some of these some of these are sons and daughters of God. And it's exactly. like, man, like, man, get your, you know, like the Bible says, keep keep your eyes upon Jesus. The author exactly. and the of your faith. Exactly. And, and, and the enemy's really distracting us, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, man, that's, what you're saying is so on point, and I've seen that, like, we've seen that, 
And um, I, I, I know there's a there's a part where Jesus told the disciples, um, be careful with the with the leaving of the of the Pharisees or the Sadducees and the leaving of Herod. And uh, oh, yeah. he was talking about be careful with the with the realm of the, the religious spirit and be careful with the political spirit. And even though, you know, religion is not bad because the Bible says religion is when we, you know, when we feed the, 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 the poor, when we feed right. the, the orphan right. and the widows. But it, there, there is a religion, religious spirit that's demonic. And there is a political spirit as a demonic, even though politics is not completely bad, obviously, because that, that's what brings order and stability and stuff. You know, I feel like it needs to be influenced. Both realms need to be influenced by the kingdom. But Jesus told the, the, his disciples, be careful with the religious system and be careful with the political system. And I think what you were saying is on point, because when we get offended, you know, we fall for that influence of that spirit, you know, and we, we begin to start, we filter our perspective through politics or religion and not kingdom. You yeah. Know? And I think that it's so important that we, and, and everything goes down to the heart, you know, just like racism or any yeah. other subject. Um, when we keep our heart and we guard our heart, I feel that when we don't allow these two, you know, inf like systems to influence us. And when we guard our heart and also when we, when we, ha when we know our identity, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, our identity in Christ is so fundamental. And <clears throat> and we hurt, you know, as a body of Christ, do you think, you know, and I, I want to ask you this question. As a body of Christ, do you think that, you know, because we have the world, right? Yeah. The world thinks like the world. We can't expect, or, or let me not say the world. I, I don't like really making like that distinction between believers. No, let, let, let me say, you know, unbelievers, People that yeah. have not been born again, people that have not accepted Jesus in their heart. Yeah. They it's it's normal for me to see somebody that is not born again and say, Well, that person is acting that way because you know they don't even have the Holy Spirit, you know, they don't know the truth. Right. Versus when I see a believer acting in offense, then that's when I'm like, Wow, like did you allow that to really affect you? Did you allow that to really, you know, hurt uh, mess with your heart or your mind? Um, you know, so we know those two sides. Now, my question is for you, when it comes to the people that don't know Christ and are hurting, should we as the body of Christ, what is our role, our role when, when there's a community that's hurting and they're not all necessarily believers or born again? What's our role yeah. as the body of Christ? Yeah, well, like the Bible says, you know, weep with those, that, those who weep, rejoice exactly. with those who rejoice. But the thing about the Bible saying that is weeping with those that weep is actually like the Bible right there. The word of God there is implying that we need to understand why they're weeping. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think when God is saying weep with those that weep, he's saying, hey, buy yourself some eye drops at CBS, <laughs> you know, and, exactly. And, and, and yeah, and make it good. Exactly. I don't think that's what the Lord is saying. I think, and it's not saying either like a like a pat on the back. Like some people, I've said that to people, and they're like, "Yeah, but that's like giving them a little pat on the back." I'm like, "No, it's not. You know, it's not about that." Right. Weeping with those that weep, mm -hmm. uh, I, the Lord is meaning it, you know, literally, which would mean to understand why they're hurting, mm -hmm. and understanding why they're hurting is connected to hearing them out. It's connected to, um, you know, caring for them. It's not yeah. something quick. It's not, it's not mm -hmm. drive by compassion. 
you know, like, it's not like drive-by quick compassion. Mm-hmm. Let me just make a protest sign or put up, you know, a, a BLM post and, 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 and I'm weeping with those that weep. It's, it's understanding the situation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to be honest, understanding someone's suffering is not always the easiest thing, which is, which is exactly why I believe the body of Christ is being tested. Um, let's start with other things that maybe some of us can relate to more. Right. For example, um, you know, uh, uh, Alfred's wife, Jocelyn, you know, her, her father, you know, has has uh, been deported. He's gone through all these things. You know, um, he's gone through a lot of suffering. Um, you know, like his, his he's been his, his life has been in danger. Uh, people have actually pursued his life, all these things. And it's like, do I can I can I then speak on what that's like when I'm I'm, I'm Puerto Rican? Uh, you know, I was born a citizen. I was born here in I was born in LA. Both my parents were born in New York. Can I then speak? You know, the Bible says, "Be slow to speak and quick to listen." Amen. So it, it, for me to sympathize with someone that is an is an immigrant to understand the pain of an immigrant, uh, uh, I can't assume. Oh, but because I'm Hispanic and my legal name is Pedro, you know what? I'm gonna let you know today what <laughs> what that's like. And you know what? Because I'm Hispanic. No, man, like if I'm to show compassion, if I'm to weep with those that weep, I need to understand it. And there's a lot of people dismissing, you know, um, these black issues, not understanding what these issues are like, you know, um, you know, because it's very easy if you're not if you're not black, you know, to just dismiss these issues. You know, there's, you know, and just and just be like, oh, man, you know what? This is exaggerated. Or you know what, man? Uh, You know, all lives matter. Blue lives matter, too. But you know what, Jesus, the Bible says, you know, and, and, and that's why I wanted to repost the post you posted, right? You posted okay. the post yeah. saying this, Pastor, yeah. that Jesus said that he left the 99 behind to go after the one. And so was he, was Jesus neglecting the 99? No. Was he, was he being a bad shepherd? The Bible says he is the good shepherd. So we know there that he was not a bad shepherd. So leaving the 99 behind was part of being a good shepherd. Exactly. It was because the 99 were safe. Mm-hmm. The 99 were still safe, you know, mm-hmm. so he went after the one that was not safe. Um, and so this is this is this is the condition when we're talking mm-hmm. about being and you can say, well, but white people are killed, too. And that, that is true, mm-hmm. but not merely or solely for their skin color. Mm-hmm. And, and then and then, you know, when people are like, oh, man, but you know what? I think that's an, an exaggeration. Well, you know what? The love of God is going to cause us to be slow to speak and mm-hmm. quick to listen. That's the right. love of God is going to bring us, the Bible says, in all you're getting, get understanding, right? And of course, he's talking about understanding the word, understanding the Father. But there's no way you're going to understand the Father and not have compassion on people. That's right. You know what I mean? The Bible says, right, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and likewise, love your neighbor as yourself. The more you love the Father, the more you love your neighbor. So, you know what I mean? Um, You know, these these are our neighbors, we need to understand what they're going through, right? And so, um, listen, my father, you know, is Puerto Rican, like my mother, but since they were both born and, ra- and raised in New York, they, because my mom is white Puerto Rican and she looks like she could be from England, and my father was half black Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. so they would get stares, people would make comments, because it, it was an interracial couple, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and my father even made comments to me when I was a kid, and he wasn't performing for me. He wasn't trying to impress me. He wasn't trying to show me, oh, look, racism exists. I was eight, nine, ten years old. And when I was a kid, he was like, 
I walked in a store with him and he turned to me. He goes, everybody's staring at me because I just walked in here with a little white kid. Which sounds funny, right? Because these days I look Arab. I look like Saudi Arabian. Yeah. Which is like, shout out to my Saudi Arabian brothers, you know. But, you know, but when I was a kid, I looked like a little Italian kid, especially in the winter in New York. And he was like, everyone's looking at me because, you know, I just walked in with a little white kid. So he felt so much pressure in being a person of color that even affected, you know, the way he saw himself while being with me. Um, although he didn't reject me, but it affected him. And he wasn't performing for me. Um, I had a friend that 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 uh, his actual legal name is Houdini, and he he, <laughs> he is crazy. Right? Um, he he went he went, we're hanging out, and one day he just told me, "Man, Pete, man, man, Pete, it's every day, every day." And I go, "What do you mean every day?" Because he's half he was half Panamanian, half Dominican, and he was oh, you know wow. he looked black. He goes. Every day they remind me, people remind me that I'm black every wow. single day. So what people don't understand, and if they have a heart of compassion, they're going to be willing to understand, is black people deal with this subhumanization mm-hmm. every single day of their lives. Yeah. Every single day. And look, I, I don't know what that's like, but I do know that, that when, I, when I went to the beach and got a little bit too dark, everybody in my neighborhood let me know. <laughs> the same women that acted like they were my grand, my grandmothers would started telling me, "Oye, tu pareces un poquito molatico." You know what I mean? Race is a very serious. Yeah. You know, it's it's serious. And then when these yeah. things come up, we act like it isn't. So I believe God is bringing everything to the light, and and like the Bible says in the in, in the last days, let those that are holy be holier still. Yeah. Let those that are sinful sin all the more. Yeah. In other words, this fire is either going to bring us closer to God. Are further away, and we're seeing both. That's right, man. What, what you're saying is so on point, man. It's so good. I love it, man. We're, we're always connected in the same spirit, same mind, man, because, man, because you know, because it's the Holy Spirit. You know, when yeah, it's man. the Holy Spirit, you don't need to try to fabricate anything. And uh, one of the things when you were talking about that, um, about the whole issue of understanding somebody, trying to understand them. Even though you you don't know what it's like, like for like an immigrant, I heard a pastor say one time something that just changed me completely, like just mind boggled me. He said, "It's not until you wash others' feet where you realize why they walk the way they do." Wow! It's not until you wash wow, other deep, other people's feet that you realize wow. why they walk the way they do. And the issue about racism is that we don't wash their feet. We don't wash their feet sometimes, but we're quick to say something. Come on. So since we're not, and washing feet, for those of you who didn't understand, is serving them. Serving them. It's not just, you know, know, grabbing somebody's, you know, rashy feet and, you know, just pouring (laughs) some water on it. No, not that. It's when you serve a community, when you serve someone, you realize things that you wouldn't have realized unless you you didn't serve them. And I think that the key for, you know, the body of Christ to really become that, that influence and that voice is to really serve and wash other people's feet because then we're going to understand why they walk the way they do. And, and, and what you were saying is so on point, bro, because it really hit me because, you know, sometimes, um, you know, you can say, that you you hate somebody that you don't believe in God and you hate somebody but yeah. you can't say you believe in God and you and you hate somebody at the same time 
Right. You know, you can say you're an atheist and you say, I hate that person. I'm an atheist. But you can't say I believe in Jesus or God. And I still hate that person. You can't say that. The Bible says if you hate somebody you see, how can you say if you hate your brother, how can you say you love God? If you if you don't if you hate somebody you see, how can you love someone you don't? You know, yeah. so it's like, you know, the, the, the gospel literally confronts us with this issue of the heart. Like, you know, do you love your brother? And and it's crazy because sometimes we, we see things like back to that through that filter of just politics. You know, we see everything through politics or you see everything through the religion, you know, and, and, and we sometimes we let we, we, we listen more to the media and we, we watch CNN more. We, we read the newspaper more. We read more articles than we do read the word of God. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. It, at the end of the day, it's like what's going to influence you more? You're going to be obviously more influenced with what the media is saying than what the word of God is saying, you know? Yeah. And, and I feel like that's when the people, like you said, you said this just a few minutes ago, those who are really intimate with the father are really going to hear his voice about a certain situation. And, and I, 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 love, I love that answer, man. And I feel strongly that, you know, my job, even though I don't understand the black community, you know, because uh, in the sense of like, I don't I, I can't say I've been through that. Yeah, you I haven't lived it. Right. right. Yeah. But I could say I, I understand you. I think that when we serve them, bro, it's really going to bring a greater understanding as to what we should do as a body of Christ. And I also, you know, shout out to all the, the police officers. You know, I have I have friends and family members um, in the force, you know, and, and yeah. I feel like, um, you know, my, my dad even served in Colombia. He served in the army. You know, I know how the whole thing is. And yeah. they put their lives on the line every single day, you know, yeah. uh, there is no, you know, I don't even support also like the degrading of like all the cops too, because they're not all bad, but you right, know, right. shout out to them because it's really, you know, it's something where obviously they're held at a higher standard, you know, like you, I know you mentioned that once they're held at a way higher standard. They're not held like a normal, uh, you know, citizen because yeah. they have authority. That badge gives them authority. But at yeah. the same time, you know, they're human beings, you know, a lot of them are black, a lot of them yeah. are Hispanic, you know, a lot of them are white. And I feel that as a church, we're called to really reconcile people uh, and become a voice. And, 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 you know, like what Jesus said, they will know you by your love. You know, they, they're not going to know us by just miracles, signs and wonders. They're not just going to know us because, you know, we gave them a really nice word of knowledge, but they're going to know that we are his disciples because of the love that we live by yeah you know amen i mean i think that a lot of part of what this this could produce is um you know is is maybe you know other police officers you know that are good because there are good cops can hold you know the other ones to a standard you know and not allow mm -hmm. like i heard one police officer saying that that that's not going to happen on my watch. You know, he's a black police officer. He was like, that's not going to happen on my watch. I'm not going to let another police officer, you know, do that stuff. Exactly. But of course, you know, this, this, this takes courage. It takes bravery. It takes compassion. And I, I just think, man, you know, like I, 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 you know, I'll say this, you know, I accept the challenge. I accept the challenge. I think that these are, these are times that are challenging us um, to, to, you know, um, get better. They're challenging us to, you know, be more on fire, to seek God more, 
or yeah. become like the world and become, mm -hmm. you know, uh, full of bitterness and, 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 and full of anger and, mm -hmm. and, you know, and just become like the world, you know, and like, I think that this is just bringing, it's bringing out a lot, but there's, there's the beauty about everything coming to the light is number one, it's an opportunity for healing. It's an opportunity for repentance. It's an opportunity for, for, for growth. And, 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 you know, that's, that's the positive end. The other end is for those that don't want to repent, it, it usually will be judgment, but yeah. you know, like I, it, God is doing it to purify. It's all to purify. And, and, and definitely the Lord is allowing this. I don't think the Lord caused all, all of this, but of course. God is sovereign and the Lord is allowing all of this um, because he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride. And mm -hmm. I think the Lord is allowing us to be tested you know, um, um, to really see, you know, where our heart is at and, 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 and what we want and, and how much do we want to change. And there's so many things that I think that I think this is also showing us. It's also showing it's also challenging the church to love in a more in a more real, in a more direct, in a more um, I don't know how to say this in a more um, unconditional. Yeah, in an unconditional, in a more expressive way, in a more visible mm -hmm. way. Rather than, rather than insisting in the church being stubborn and saying, the way I love is love and swallow it. Rather than yeah. the church saying, me preaching on the pulpit is love and that's what you need to receive. You know, mm -hmm. we need to go to where the people, Jesus didn't, if anyone had the power to delegate, if anyone had the authority and the power to just delegate his ministry, it would be Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Like <laughs> yeah. He is God, you know? Yeah. But he didn't, he didn't delegate evangelism. He didn't delegate a praying for the lepers. He didn't delegate that to somebody else. He went and he went to, cl to and cleanse the lepers. Wow. You know, and I think it's time that we go, you know, we go, we yes. show our face, we show love. Yes. You know, we're, you know like it, I, there's so many things and we need to be humble. We need to understand that we don't understand Mm -hmm. Everything we don't understand, um, you know, like like the immigrant, for example. For example, I don't understand what what someone feels that came back from war, that has mm -hmm. PTSD and mm -hmm. and came back from war. I don't know what that's like. Oh, but I'm going to tell you because because you know I'm a preacher of the gospel. Yes, we know the word of God. We know the gospel, and we do need to preach that to everyone, like the like the word of God commands. But mm -hmm. we also need to hear them out. We also need to weep with those that weep, and yeah. and sometimes people are silently weeping. Sometimes they're, 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 they're smiling and doing the whole church thing, but we don't know really that they're weeping inside. You know, we have to wow. be willing to hear them out. You know, of course, they have to be willing to speak as well. Some people just hold pain in and they don't speak. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to be willing to speak, but we have to be willing to listen. Um, there's so many situations that we don't understand. And if we have compassion, number one, we'll recognize, you know what? I don't understand everything. I don't, I don't, I don't. You guys are saying you can't hear. Someone said they can't hear. You guys can't hear us? Can't hear. I think only one person said that. Can you guys hear us? Are you good? Yeah. Well, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, I think that there's so many things where, where the, if, if the church would step up and show that we care, like so many are, there's leaders now standing up, you know, there's leaders now that are standing up and, and, and saying, listen, I don't know everything, but I'm willing, I'm willing to hear you out. Um, I think that if we have more of that, you know, having to do with, you know, man, people that are, that are, that are, that are in the streets, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, we, we would hit the streets and evangelize the streets. 
And not everyone always agreed with that. Some people were, you know, there were other leaders at, at the time that were saying that, oh, you know what, like, basically that these, you're bringing a lot too many poor people and they're not going to help the economy of the church. You know, <laughs> if we don't have compassion for the vulnerable, it's crazy. if we don't have compassion for those that can't do anything for us, the Bible says that if we only love those that love us back, we are, our love is no better than that of the tax collectors. <laughs> what we don't hear preached a lot, what we don't hear preached a lot is the Bible say, says, if you bring the, 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 the poor person and you sit him in the back and you sit the rich man in the front, it says, exactly. you're, it says you, you do not have love and you exactly. fall guilty under the law of transgressors. <laughs> wow. That's actually saying you, you're in danger of falling under the law of Moses. Wow. Which means what? You're in danger of going to hell. That's in the, that's in the New Testament. If you're favoring people that could do things for you, and those are the only people you love, wow! Then you're, you're love. You know what love will do? Well, you know what love did? Love made God make himself poor. Love made God uh, force himself to go through puberty. <laughs> puberty exactly. is not comfortable. Exactly. Love made God go into a womb that He created. And actually live in a womb that he created, be born out of that womb, mm -hmm. and go through all the sufferings that humans go through, and more. Because the Bible says he walked among those that he made, and they did not know him. So his suffering was greater than we can understand, because he remembered creating people when he saw them. So, you know, like, he, that's what love did. Because of his love, he said, I'm going to be where they are. I can't say that I love them and, I, and, and, and not be where they are. That's you know, true. and so I'm going to make myself human. You know, the crazy yeah. thing about the Bible is God doesn't command anything to us that he doesn't live. Everything that he's told us to do, he has done. You know, love God with all your heart, soul and mind. Jesus came and loved the father with all his heart, soul and mind. Everything that he says for us to do, he did. You know, so I, I just I, I, I personally, I accept the challenge and I recognize that I don't I don't understand everyone's pain. Yeah. I don't understand what everyone goes through. I, I, there's people that have gone through things that I have no clue about, and I need to listen, and I need to learn, and I need to weep with those that weep. Exactly, and and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of African American out there that that they'll say like, oh, I, I don't know what racism is. I've never experienced it, you know. And just like them, they're not they don't represent all the African Americans, you know, because that that's right. not what. The, the representation of what a lot of them say, you know, just like one Hispanic can't represent all Hispanics, you know, when it comes to immigration, like what you just said, you know, yeah. and, and I think it's, it's so important uh, when we, when it goes down to that, I think that, uh, you know, one, one of the things that, that while you were speaking um, that came to my mind is that verse that says there's no greater love than this than one who lays down his life for his friend. Right. And that there's no greater love than that. There, it just doesn't go beyond that when you lay down your life. And um, one of the things that also came to my mind or my spirit, what you were saying that was the fact that, you know, as a church sometimes, and I was talking about this with another a pastor on Monday, um, you know, sometimes we, we think that you know, the world, we're going to win them with church culture. Right. When, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, because to us, church church things is cool, but to the world, it's like stupid, you know? So it's like, they, <laughs> right. they don't care about that. You know, like, they don't care about the weird things we do. 
You know, they only care about connecting and, and establishing relationships. And, you know, are, are you going to come and, 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 you know, and pick me up because I can't drive because I got a DUI? Are you going to preach to me? Are you going to love on me? Are you going to pray for me? You know, if, if I can't eat today, are you going to invite me for lunch? You know, that's what the world cares about. They don't care about, oh, yo, I got a Bible study at seven o'clock. You need to go to my church. Like, you need to go there right now and, you know, lift up your hands and, you know, and you have to shout, you know, like we try to bring, which all those things are good, but sometimes we try to make people come and do church things when we haven't even established a relationship with them. And and then it just, it, I think in a way it becomes distorted. And when we see Jesus Jesus was always getting invited to eat with the sinners, the tax collectors, you know, the prostitutes. And it, it's just mind boggling to me because it's like how like when was the last time a pastor got invited to a sinner's house to eat dinner? You know, it's wow. like like how like how how do we have to approach people in a way and with so much love and compassion and with the power of God that these people are willing to host us in their house you know and 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 it's crazy because jesus never took anybody to the synagogue he never took anybody to church he always took the church to them he always brought the kingdom you know and 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 it's 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 just this is i think that this is when it comes down to the four walls like sometimes we're blinded by church culture i'm not saying church culture is bad what i'm saying is that if that's the only thing you can see through it is bad you know um and and i feel like sometimes we just gotta put that to the side you know and 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 really go out there and get our hands dirty and not be comfortable and not you know you know just filling a seat and you know i got my 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 journaling bible and my highlighters and you know sometimes we've got to go out and get a little dirty i know you know what's that what that's all about you know yeah and 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 one of the things that that we were really touching on and and i felt like sharing this because what you were you know what you just touched really touched that and was that the church is not the kingdom of God, but the church is in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is, is not inside the church, but the church is inside the kingdom of God. In other words, right. the church is not just everything. And when I mean church, I mean the body of Christ. Um, the body of Christ is the representation of Christ on the earth. But the kingdom is is the dominion of, of that king, the dominion and wh- how we establish that on the world. So it's right. like sometimes we think that the church is everything when we don't understand that the church is just part of the kingdom of God. And right. we limit ourselves to going out there, you know, taking over like like, like where you live in Hollywood, you know, it, bringing influence to politics, influence in the realm of, you know, law, literature, music, all these realms, because we, we're so uh, limited to just like the church, you know? Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that's when it comes into play. Yeah, definitely, uh, you know, a son of God or a, a daughter of God that remembers what God took them out of, as long as that remains fresh to them, um, that the, the, those are dangerous Christians. If you remember, you know, the way you felt, you know, I remember, man, I still remember, bro, that, you know, how I wanted to die, how I was, I had suicidal thoughts, how wow. desperate I was, how I thought that I couldn't trust anyone, that I couldn't trust wow. my closest friends, that I, that I couldn't trust any girl that I dated, you know, and, wow. and, and, and then when you remember that, you understand that there's people in that state right now as we speak, wow. and then that's going to compel you. Definitely when you're going out, you, look, the interesting thing is, is the, is the Bible says that Jesus saw 
that they were like sheep without a shepherd, right? It wow. says that he went to heal the sick and he saw that they were like sheep without a shepherd. And, and it says, and he was moved to compassion. Yeah. And then it's interesting because doesn't the Bible say that Jesus is the visible expression of the invisible God? Wow. So then, so then isn't the father love? He doesn't wow. have love. He is love. Wow. So why would love need to be moved to compassion? Wow. The thing is that because he is love, he put himself in a position on purpose that would move him to compassion. Wow. So we need to follow his example. We need to put ourselves in a position instead of entertaining cognitive dissonance, which is what is cognitive dissonance? It's telling ourselves that something doesn't exist because wow. the, the reality of accepting that it exists is too traumatic. Wow. And that's how some people that, that are denying that racism exists that's how some wow. people that that you know have that 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 societal and cultural privilege, you know, the white privilege, you know, they they, they don't they, they, no, this doesn't exist. That's cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. You, it's 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 disturbing. The reality is disturbing to you. Yeah. So you're like, no, 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 it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You know. And I was just reading in the Bible. I think it was yesterday or the other day, where where it says, um, it says, um, the the the, the part of the Bible that says. And they sought for themselves. They they heaped for themselves uh, a false teachers, telling their wow. itching ears what they want to hear. And then wow. it says, and turning other and turning others aside to such fables. Mm-hmm. It either said turning others aside or turning themselves aside to fables, to wow. fables, fantasies. A fable is a wow. fantasy. Wow. Pe- you know, people want to live in a fantasy world, but you know, like like what you're saying, like because when you when you're in the four walls of the church. You know, you can you can live in a fantasy world, you know, and act like these things are not happening and act like the world and acting like the world doesn't need you and acting like Romans 819, you know, isn't isn't relevant to you. Where it says all of creation is yearning for the appearance of the sons of God, all of creation. I don't know if my brother Joshua McPherson is still on here, man, but he was mentioning that he was on a panel with with Upper Room um, with Upper Room Denver discussing race you know uh you guys can see that on youtube but yeah and 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 he was saying that very thing you know so um i think that what happens is that we you know we need to i need to i need to right like i'm not done you know what i'm saying we're not done i need to go to the hospital and see the sick i need to go to the hood i remember one time alfred told me something and it broke my heart he wanted he evangelized it over time and there was this brother that looked really threatening. He had a full mouth of golds. You know what I mean? He was out there in the hood, you know, selling drugs. And Alfred went up to him. The Lord led him to him. And he, was, he went to pray for him. And then he was giving him words of knowledge. And the guy couldn't stop crying. He couldn't stop crying. And wow. he said that, that they just killed his brother, like, like, like a friend of his a week ago. And he goes, man, nobody, man, none of y'all come out. He was like, no one comes out here like this. Wow. He was like, no one comes out here, man. He was like, keep coming out here, man. Keep coming out here. And 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 I just compel every every son and daughter of God watching now, every Christian, you know, like like there are people that are crying out for what wow. you carry. And 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 we carry so much. And sometimes we take we take what we carry lightly. And Jesus put himself in the position where he would be moved to compassion. He did wow. it, which means that there are times if we don't put ourselves in that position. We're not going to be moved to compassion. So we need to place ourselves there to see what people are going through and allow God to speak to us wow. you know, about them so that our understanding will increase. Like, look, 
I was never in the, this may sound funny, I'm not trying to be funny. I was never in the sex trade. I was never, I never, I never prostituted. I never did none of that, right? I mean, I've never even been in good enough shape to strip, but I'm saying like, <laughs> I, I've never been in good enough shape anyway. Amen. Shout out. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyways, oh my gosh. But, but you know, like, um, uh, my, my friend Sebastian he used to do, he was a private stripper, but anyways, so, you know, like, that's actually real, that's actually real. But, you know, so, um, like, like, I don't, I, I never did those things, but God used us to take girls that were prostituting out of that. You know why? Because we went to South Beach. We went to where they were, you know, and then and then and then by doing that, we started to understand like where one of them was saying that she was a cocaine addict just mm -hmm. so she can cope with what she was living. Wow. And yeah. And she said that she had an apartment in London. She had a, she had a crazy condo in London. She had a condo right in the beach in the center of South Beach. But she was so miserable that she had to always be coked up. You know what wow. I mean? So that she could deal with. And those are things that we're not going to understand. We're not going to get it. Unless we're out there touching wow. the moon. Wow. That's crazy, man. That's so powerful. What what when when we were talking about this all this what you were saying, I felt really like a spirit of like you know, I felt like I, like asking you this question, um, you know, this next question, which I think will be to uh, more towards, you know, the, the end of this uh, life like that. I feel like that that spirit of like waking up the body of Christ and waking up everybody who's watching right now or, or watching the replay. Um, what, you know, waking up that spirit of, of evangelism, that spirit, that fire um, of evangelism. What, you know, what? Can you say, like, we have so many things at church going on like, right now. Like, sometimes evangelism is reduced to an activity a church does on a certain day of the week or maybe once a month even, you know. And and it's usually they go to places where it's, like, comfortable for them. They don't go to the places that is uncomfortable. Um, you know, so when it comes to all these things, is a lot of Christians watching, what is evangelism? Um, and, and, and obviously, how can... You know, if there's somebody watching right now that says, you know, Peter, Juan, that, that sounds good. But right now I feel like, you know, my life is not 100 percent, you know, right spiritually. And, and I don't even know how to evangelize. And that's not for me. What would you say? <clears throat> I would say that you're, we're overcomplicating it. We're overcomplicating it, man. You know, listen, you, the blind man that was healed. He was like, look, I don't, I don't know him. <laughs> when the priest came, he was like, I don't know him. What I, can tell, what, I, what, I can, what I can tell you is I was born blind and now I see. And <laughs> since when, and he goes, and since when, since the beginning of creation, have you heard such a thing? Exactly. You know, like that's the beginning of evangelism. He didn't even have, you know, the priest came with scripture and they came with questions and they came with, you know, um, I mean, they came more with their doctrine, but they came with these questions that maybe he doesn't have answers to. And, and, and you know what? He was like, look, all I know is I was blind, now I see. So you can just go up to people. It doesn't have to be the most radical thing on earth and just pray for them. And you're going to see that when, because it's, it's an act of love, since that's an act of love, number one to the father and then to the person, you're going to see the father honor you. God honors those who honor him. The Bible also says he gives seed to the sower. You know, it doesn't say let those that have seed sow. No, it says he gives seed to the sower. So when you go to sow, that's when he's going to give you seed. That's when he's going to give you more access to revelation of himself, of his word. That's where he's going to give you more power, more anointing. 
You know, that's where you're going to get more to give more. The more you give, the more God gives you to give more, you know. Um, and, and so I just think that it doesn't matter if, 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 if you just fell and sin and, you know, I mean, obviously repent. But, you know, like, though the righteous man falls seven times, God lifts him back up. You know, share your testimony, man. Share the gospel with someone, you know, like show, you know, there's, there are so many people in need. I think if you go to the hospital and you go and you only pray for one person, bro, you bless that person's life, you know, and you only pray for one person, you know, but you bless that person's life, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you, you know, like I remember we would evangelize and, and sometimes we would get um, some, some other people would say we'd spend too much time on one person or two people that we need to evangelize to more people. And I'm like, man, I want them to get as impacted and as touched as they possibly can. I want them to never forget this experience. I want them to feel the love of God. You know, there's times where we'll sell money or we'll buy them a meal or we'll do whatever so that they're impacted and they could. And and another thing based on what you were saying, Juan, you know, Pastor Juan, you know, you were mentioning like how, you know, we, we get too churchy, we get too churchy. And, you know, like, the, that's why the Bible says it's crazy that if, if, if a man knocks on your door and asks for bread, do not say the Lord bless you, go in peace. Mm-hmm. Right. It says, give him bread, you know, give mm-hmm. what his, you know, uh, give to his body what he needs. And then, you know, then pray for him or, and then it says, and then, and then it says, you know, faith without works is dead. And it's so interesting that that would be said in that context. In other words, like, like, but does it take faith to give somebody a piece of bread? Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Number one, you're not losing anything. God is going to provide more. Number two, you know, you're blessing that person, and that's actually acting on the word of God. And so that is why it's faith. So your conviction, your faith, what you proclaim is seen, you know, when, when you don't just want someone else to do it, but you're mm-hmm. willing to give what they need and then pray for them and everything else, you know? Wow. Wow, that's amazing. That that that's so true, and I and I feel like evangelism or just sharing the gospel should be. And you always say it. I've I've heard you say it a million times. It should be something natural that's born out of a believer. And if it's not naturally born out of you, it does. If it doesn't naturally come out, it just means that there's there's a there's something. There's a paradigm. There's something uh, a, 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 a a a thought pattern. Something. Um, in in you that needs to be uh, renewed by the word of God. Another thing that you said a, a long time ago um, that really impacted me, I never forgot it. You said something so simple and I've always shared it in specific moments when I feel uh, led to, to share it by God. You said, you will never know what you carry until you go out and evangelize. You will never know how God can use you until you go out and take that risk. When you said that, it was just like, it, it broke something and, and it just, it breaks those those paradigms. You know, it's like, you'll never know until you go out and do it. You'll never know what you carry until you go out and do it. You you, you don't find out what you carry in a room on your knees praying. You exactly. know what I'm saying? That, that's exactly. intimacy. That, that, that's good. That, that's, that's amazing. But you find out what you carry when you go out there and take a risk and go outside of your comfort zone. You know, when I started praying for people in the street uh, was back in 2010, 
when when um back way back you know uh way way back i remember i met you on a friday after after one of the services we used to stop we used to rap oh yeah long time ago a long time like 10 years ago dang <laughs> 10 years ago. well i started praying for people on the street back then 2010 and i remember that my first time praying for somebody for a, a physical healing that had to take place in that moment or else i was going to look like a fool um i was sweating i was shaking you know and, and even though my I was bold, like what was coming out of my mouth was bold. Inside of me, I was so nervous. I was sweating. You know, I I, I didn't want to close my eyes because I'm like, oh, I want to see the miracle. It was, it was praying for a, a soccer player's uh, leg. He had broken his leg, so his leg was shorter than the other. And they used to even call him El Cojo because he used to always have that little limp. And, and he was a seven-day Adventist, so it was even more ironic because he didn't. They, they don't believe in the supernatural. And he was with his cousin that was Catholic. And I was praying for them, and, and the miracle happened, and I was so nervous. I prayed for like two minutes, and the miracle happened right there. Wow. Um, he felt something on his bone. He got wow. up, started walking. You know, make a, you know, make, long story short, this dude got healed. But you know what's crazy? God did it, right? But after that, this is the crazy part. My mindset changed from, is God going to heal that person to... What if God doesn't heal that person to, yo, if that person doesn't get healed, it's crazy. I don't know what's going on. Like, it, you're, there's a mind shift. It's like, it's like you go there and you know they're going to get healed. And if they don't, that's the weird thing. It's like, what? They didn't get healed? That's weird. Like, and then, you know, when you start doing it, it's like, oh, what if they don't get healed? But when, you, when, when it happens and now it's like, what? You didn't get healed? So, like. Like your questions and your doubt changes because it's not the same thing. It's like your faith stretches, your mindset is renewed. Something breaks inside of your mind that it's weird. I remember something broke in my mindset that day. And it's not until you really go out there and take a risk that you're really going to see breakthrough. And another thing also is that once you pray for people and you don't see breakthrough in certain areas or certain things you pray for, that, that, that actually should lead us to... God, like, you know, I'm not here seeking you to, for you to use me, but I'm here because I really want breakthrough in this area of my life. I want to be able to pray for these people to get healed. Like, you know, it's not me, it's you, but, but give me that anointing, give me that breakthrough to, to be able to minister this to people. And, and it's like, it should lead us into more intimacy with God, you know, when we go out to evangelize. It's, it's, it actually pushes us and it, it's actually like, it, it engulfs the flame. Like when Jesus spoke to the woman at the well, um, he said he was hungry. His disciples went in the city to look for food, you know, for for a, a 26 ounce ribeye and a, a rack of ribs, you know what I'm saying, with, with some sweet tea. <laughs> and when they came back, they, they, he basically told them, I'm not hungry anymore. They're like, what? They're like, oh, snap. How did you eat here? There's nothing to eat here. Mm. He's like, because doing my father's will is my food. So he physically felt full speaking to a woman. You know what I'm saying? Ministering to a woman. So it's like literally when we evangelize, we are physically being empowered by God and filled by God. And it becomes our food. It's, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's deep. Oh, no. Yeah, man. Evangelism is like, is like. When it comes to myself, right? Because number one is, is you know, it's, it's for God's glory to touch the people. But when it comes to myself, man, evangelism is my cheat sheet. That's my cheat sheet, bro. 
You know how many times I got fresh revelation out of things that came out of my mouth <laughs> when I was evangelizing? Exactly. You know how many times I've evangelized and I'm walking away and the Lord just starts speaking to me like he's right in front of me? And That's people be asking the weirdest That's questions. That's my cheat That's people my cheat sheet, bro. That what? I'm sorry? People be asking the weirdest questions yeah. that you never thought of and it's like God speaks to you right there what to say to them. Yeah, and people will put a demand on what you carry. Exactly. You know, and, and like like you were saying, you know, like like um, you know, you're never you're never you're never gonna know what you carry, you know, uh, until you you know go out and evangelize. But you you know, you're never gonna know what you carry outside of the place of risk. Yeah. You know, outside of the place of risk and and and, and sacrificing your reputation. You know what I mean? Like when you you you're willing to to look like a fool, you're willing to die to your reputation. That's where 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 God will. Will, will manifest the most. But yeah, man, like definitely God gives seed to the sower. When you're out there sowing, God is going to give you more and more seed and people are going to place a demand on, on what you carry, whether they know they're placing that demand or not. And one of the things that the Lord showed me with that is that, you know, there's always a battle between what, what we're seeing on the outside of us uh, uh, and, and what we're seeing on the inside of us. There's a war, right? The spirit wars against the flesh and the flesh wars against the spirit. There's a war between how, what we see on the inside of us and what we see on the outside of us, right? Which yeah. is why the demon, the devil, will always, he'll always tempt and he'll always, he'll always try what to see. He'll always test to see how much we are, we are seeing on the inside of us. That's why Jesus, that's why the devil told Jesus, if you're the son of God, if yeah. you're the son of God, because he wanted to test how much he could see it inside of us, inside yeah. of himself, I'm sorry. Goliath told David, I'm going to feed you to the birds of the air. You know what I mean? Because he wanted, he wanted, you know, he was trying to intimidate him with what he, what he was seeing outside of himself. But David was seeing too much on the inside of himself. He was wow. seeing too much of the word of conviction of what the father had done in his life. So there's always going to be a battle, you know, there's always, and when, and when, what happens is what I would say is persistence is when, is when what you see on the inside of your, of yourself is greater than what you see on the outside of yourself. Come on. You know, persistence is when what you see on the inside is greater than what you see outside of you. Come when on. you're like, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop until because I know that I know what God showed me and I know what God put in me and I know, you know, what God told me. So I'm not going to stop until I see it. And like one time I was having doubts praying for someone. And the Lord, you know, you know, those times when you're praying for people and you can't stop having, you know, thoughts. And the Lord told me, um, your thoughts are going to submit to your actions. Wow. You know, in other words, you can keep having those thoughts. If you keep acting, there's going to be manifestations and eventually your thoughts are going to have to submit to what, 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 what manifests. Wow. So I would say, man, persistence is like the answer, the answer to that persistence and compassion. When you comp combine, you know, uh, uh, persistence, compassion, you know, it, it's, an ex it's explosive. You know, when you combine, wow. you know, prayer, and acts of faith, you know, not just, you're not just praying about it. You're going out and doing it too. So when you combine prayer and, and acting on it, it's, it's an explosion, you know, where, you know, you com you're combining compassion and persistence. The consistent compassion and persistence is revival. It'll produce revival. You know, then that's what sustains it. I think God is always, when you were talking about that right now, the first, one of the things that came to my mind, I heard it a long time ago. I don't, I don't remember where it, uh, somebody said, oh, I think it was about John the Baptist. Like John the Baptist told Jesus, like, why me? Like, why am I going to baptize you? I'm not, I'm unworthy. 
I'm unworthy yeah. to even wear the sandals you're wearing. Like, I'm, I, who am I? I'm nothing. And 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 sometimes, and this this pastor says sometimes you're you, sometimes you're qualified, even though you're not qualified to do something, you become qualified because you're willing to do it. Sometimes oh, wow. it's not about being qualified for something, but it's about who's willing to do that. You know, and wow. when you're willing to do something, you automatically become qualified. And when we're wow. not willing to do something, it's like we disqualify ourselves. God didn't disqualify us. Wow. We disqualify ourselves. And uh, what people say, no, I, that evangelism thing is not mine. The reason why it's not yours is because you keep disqualifying yourself. But the moment you are willing to do something outside the box, you become qualified to walk in power. And, and it's crazy because it's it's so simple, yet we make it so complicated. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. Like, like during this quarantine night, like we've evangelized. I have a business where I do events all the time on weekends uh, for like children's birthday parties or birthdays or graduations or grand openings. Um, and we de- we decorate and, and there's sometimes opportunities come where we pray for people, you know, and, and it's crazy. So now. Um, here on Instagram, it says we got two minutes left. So in these two minutes left, I want to say something really quick. And then, Peter, if you could pray for us and, and sure. just whatever you feel from the Lord to release tonight. And I want to encourage you guys to to and, and challenge you that after you watch this live you or t- tomorrow, anytime or today, write, some, write to somebody, call somebody, speak to them words of encouragement, speak to them, evangelize to them if they don't know the gospel, or whenever you're doing, you're at work tomorrow or whatever you're doing, I encourage you to take this challenge and evangelize to somebody, speak the gospel to somebody, go outside of your comfort zone, do something that you've never done before and you'll see how God manifests. So you have about a minute, a minute, 20 seconds, uh, Pastor Peter, whatever you want to minister, just release it. You want to pray? Well, man, that's the Lord, bro. That's the Lord because I was actually going to tell you, like, you know, from what you just said, that 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 that's basically the theme. Uh, I guess that that would be like the theme for this evening. Like, um, are you willing? Right. Are you willing to with all your flaws, with all your mistakes, with all you know, let me tell you something. The Bible says you are not tempted beyond any temptation that is not common to man. Do not think that you're the only one. We all are tempted. We all deal with the same stuff. So but here's the question, like. With all your flaws, with all your mistakes, with all your shortcomings, right? Are you willing to to go after? Are you willing to take the risk to love God for real and to love people for real? And I'm not, we're, you know, we all make mistakes, but are you willing? Are you willing to 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 go after Him for real? To to chase after the face of God for real and wow. to have compassion on people for real? Because that's what the world and the church needs, man. Real sons and daughters of God. Are you willing to do it for real?